Hey team, this is Grant David Collins, and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be exposing the billion-dollar anti-philanthropy machine, so let's get started. When we think about giving and philanthropy, we likely think about it from the standpoint of getting outside of ourselves. Now, obviously, there are people out there that do philanthropy in order to save some money on taxes, or they do it in order to get prestige, or or people think that they're cool because they are giving, or whatever. Like, There's a lot of motivation out there. But when we look at giving and philanthropy at its core, it is really seeing a world outside of you and using resources that you would normally use on yourself and pushing them out into the world in order to create something different. And so as we look at exposing this billion-dollar machine, we're going to be looking at something that pushes us backwards from that intention of looking forwards. And if you haven't guessed it already, I'll give you a little bit of a statistic. Last year, over $300 billion was spent in this particular industry. And you might get a little bit of a clue into what we are talking about if you think of a little green gecko or a muscular man on a horse or a celebrity endorsing a cheap phone plan. That's right. Today we are talking about advertising and how corporate advertising itself is really creating a bit of a mess when it comes to giving and philanthropy. Now, before we jump too far into this topic, I want to be clear that I am not anti-capitalism. I'm not anti-profit. I'm not even anti-business. But I do believe that there is some critique that is needed with advertising practices of today that are really damaging to creating change and good in this world. And in fact, I actually believe that at its core, capitalism is something that can be utilized to create a lot of good in this world. And we'll talk about that more in upcoming podcasts. But it really is the intention around what we're doing with the profit or with the advertising or whatever it might be that makes it anti-philanthropy more than just the existence of those things. One of the foundational ways that a company thinks about advertising is known as the customer journey. This is a cradle-to-grave mapping out of how somebody gets introduced to a product or service or cause that a company or organization is trying to put out there and then works through this pathway or this journey to them coming to some decision-making point where an action is taken. And this is often referred to as the customer journey. And that journey is often broken down into different segments or different steps. Steps like awareness, interest, assessment, and decision-making. So basically, they'll break up this journey into buckets, 
and then put out advertisements to move people down the line. So if you've ever had an experience where you are exposed to an advertisement and it's like, this has nothing to do with me and like I don't even know why anybody would be involved with this. And then later on, you come back to maybe that same advertisement and it like kind of piques your interest a little bit and you're like, oh man, maybe I do want to move forward with this or I'm wondering what's happening there. Well, it's because you have moved down that customer journey to a place where you can actually hear the advertisement for what it is. And so companies will put out content and material and commercials and social media posts and, you know, all these things in order to move people along down this line. And so every type of ad that you see out in the world is geared to do this. And the challenge and why I call this an anti-philanthropy machine is because the focus is always on you as the decision maker, you as the consumer. So if you think about advertisements like the one I talked about earlier, like Old Spice, this muscular man on a horse talking about smelling good or woman liking this particular deodorant more than others, it really is meant to have women think about, oh yeah, I really would like the smell of Old Spice or men thinking like, man, I kind of want women to smell me and be like, oh, that guy smells nice. And so I want to do that. And so inherently, as we're working through these decision-making processes, our brains are getting filled and cluttered with these different things, pushing us to do all of these different actions or product purchases that it can be really easy to not make decisions that looks outside of you because we're so focused on number one because billions of dollars are being spent to have us focus on the needs or the wants that we have that sometimes it can be really challenging to have enough space to be able to look outside of ourselves. And so how do we combat this? Like most of the time we don't even think about it. It's not even like conscious. It's subconscious that we are developing these types of affinities towards these products. And so how do you fight a $300 billion advertising machine that is kind of doing all it can to make you not think about people outside of yourself, to make you think just about number one so that you can go out and buy their products? So what I would like to suggest today is that we take that customer journey and we flip it on its head and we make it a philanthropic journey. So we take those same steps that I talked about and we walk through them from a individual standpoint and we get out there and give because the biggest thing that can help us look outside of ourselves is real life experience with giving. No matter how much money Reese's spends on a commercial on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, it is nothing in comparison to your experience in real life when you are being involved with giving and charity and whatever you want to do that's outside of yourself. And so as we start to flip that customer journey on its head having our own thoughts around awareness of something that we would maybe want to give to, and then interest around 
man, I wonder what that would look like in order to be involved with that. And then we go to the assessment page and we say, I wonder what I could do, what I could be involved with, how I could create this. And then we decide to do it and we go out and are involved with it. That experience is also working subconsciously in our brain. And the more we do it, the more space we get. And the more space we get, the more giving we get to be a part of and the less we are focused on ourselves and thus the less we are involved in the creation of this multi-billion dollar marketing machine that kind of takes away from giving and philanthropy. Now, I don't necessarily think that every company is doing this intentionally. Like they're sitting in their evil boardrooms just plotting that because somebody is going to save 15% on car insurance, they're not going to give to their neighbor and then they like evil cackle altogether. Like I don't actually believe that companies are doing that. But just like we've talked about with our philanthropy, I believe that there needs to be some accountability to actions that companies are taking that impact people. Like if you are putting out a commercial that is solely focused on having somebody do something for your benefit, like I feel like there's some room in that to be able to think about the consequences of being involved in that and maybe how to trim that down or or share a little bit of a message that would have somebody maybe look outside of themselves or along that customer journey maybe it's not in a commercial but along that customer journey you speak into it from a place of giving back or helping somebody out or um using your products to create good in the world and so while i don't think that everybody is like scheming to create this machine we're all participating in it and we can have something to do about it as a consumer and for those of you who work for corporations you can have something to do with it as someone that is involved in advertising and in business i want to close by sharing an experience i had recently around microphilanthropy that just allowed me to experience this uh for myself and it was around flowers. I have been thinking about how to just be involved with microphilanthropy more and more, and I had the idea to be around flowers. And so I approached um a couple weeks ago with that in mind. Who can I give flowers to? And it was amazing as I went through the uh reverse of that customer experience. um and i decided this week i'm going to give flowers to somebody there were so many people or experience or things that came up in my life um that i could use flowers as a way to convey my love and support to people within my sphere of influence and so if you're looking for an easy way to test this theory out or to um go against this billion dollar anti-philanthropy machine i would take couple bucks 7 to 20 bucks go to your local grocery store and uh buy some flowers and what i can tell you is that there is somebody in your life right now that could use them and uh that would make a big difference and would be you know some ammunition that we can band together as a a group of microphilanthropists 
to start to create good in this world. Uh, that's something that you can do right now this week. And so if you're feeling that, I would just encourage you to test it out. And my experience around it last week was just so fulfilling to be able to not only tell somebody that I care about them and support them, but be able to show them that I care about them and support them. Um, it, it was an experience of a lifetime. And I will tell you that Reese's did not get my money this week and they probably never will. But that is, that is, that is a topic for maybe another day. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out into the world and create good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon.